Hi friends, this is Chris Marshall and welcome back to another edition of the Tomorrow's Tune In Podcast. This is show number 10 for the month of July 2008. I hope you guys are all doing well. If you are coming to the show by way of the Wizard World Chicago this past weekend, hey, I thank you very much. I did speak on the comics podcasting panel there with a number of other great podcast hosts. And if you're new to the show here at Tomorrow's, hey, I welcome you. This show, of course, is everything to do with Tomorrow's Publishing, all the news and events and upcoming books that we have planned. And we also have interviews each and every month, and this month is no different this month, I spoke to Eric Nolan Wethington, who is the editor of our Modern Masters series, and Eric has got a new Modern Masters book coming out on Mike Plug. That book is due out in September, and a little bit more on that book later on in the podcast. But first, hey, let's get to a little bit of the happenings here at Tomorrow's Publishing. And as you guys know, Comic-Con International is later on this month in July in San Diego, and Tomorrow's Publishing will be there in full force. In fact, we have a number of panels that I want to let you guys know about that will be going on. The first one is Modern Masters Live with Eric Nolan Wethington, of course. Eric will be joined by Michael Golden, Mark Schultz, and Frank Cho, which is very cool. That will be on Thursday, July 24th at 1 o'clock in room 5AB. And then right after that, in room 10 at 3 o'clock on Thursday, we are going to have the Tomorrow's panel. And that will be moderated by John Murrow himself, along with Danny Fingerroth and Joe Brick Journal Menno. And probably Eric will stop by to say hello as well. Also, later on, on Friday, July 25th, they're going to have the Lego Brick Journal panel. That is going to be moderated by Joe Menno with Lego builder Bryce McClone, plus other Lego-related stuff that they're going to announce at that panel. That should be a good time. In addition, they have another panel, and that is called Fans, Pros, and Scholars, Tomorrow's Publishing and the World of Comics Scholarship. Danny Fingerroth is spearheading this, and to help us make inroads into the academic market. The idea is for us to show the academic world how and why our publications are what they need and to hear from them what they'd like to see us provide them. This will feature Danny Fingeroth, of course, John Morrow, John Working Methods Lowe, who is an art professor, and probably Derwin Panel Discussions Talon, who is another art professor. More information on these panels and the San Diego Convention later on. We are going to have another Tomorrow's Tune-In podcast later on in the month, probably to be released right before the uh, convention gets started probably the Sunday prior to the San Diego convention. So if you subscribe to this by way of iTunes or another method, hey, you'll get it no problem. If you're coming by to check this out on the Tomorrow's blog or on my podcast, the Collective Comics Library, please go by the website at tomorrows.com for all the latest information. Let's talk about a bunch of upcoming books we have coming out in July and Boy, we are loaded here in July at Tomorrow's. We've got five great books that are scheduled to come out this month. And as I read the dates, all schedules are subject to change. So please check with the Tomorrow's blog or your local retailer for that information. 
First up on Wednesday, July 16th, we've got Alter Ego 79. This is priced at $6.95. Alter Ego 79 is 100 pages and is a spotlight on Superman and his creators. With Behind a brand new cover by Michael Golden, a candor-sized bottle of features on the first and greatest superhero ever, an exclusive and revealing interview with Joe Schuster's sister, say that ten times fast, Gene schuster Peavy, Mike W. Barr on Superman the Detective, Dwight Decker on The Man of Steel and Hitler's Third Reich, plus the Nembo Kid, that's Italian for Superman to you, art by Schuster, Boring, Swan, Adams, and Kane, and others. There's also features on the Golden and Silver Age of Comics, including PC Hammerlinks, FCA, Faucet Collectors of America section with Mark Swayze, C.C. Beck, Michael T. Gilbert, and Mr. Monster's Comic Crypt, and more. This is edited by Roy Thomas. Back issue 29 is also due out on July 16th for $6.95. Len Wein, Dave Cockrum, and Roy Thomas dusted off the B-list X-Men in 1975 and elevated it to A-list status. And back issue number 29 follows its 1970s and 1980s successes and spin-offs in our Mutants issue. We look at the X-Men work of Chris Claremont, John Byrne, Paul Smith, and John Romita Jr. We also look at Ann Nassetti's and Arthur Adams' Longshot. Bob McLeod's and Bill Sienkiewicz's New Mutants and UK's Captain Britain series, The Beast as the first breakout mutant, and The Lost Angel stories, The Return of the Original X-Men and X-Factor, and A Greatest Stories Never Told revelation of Nightcrawler's original father, plus a history of DC's mutant, Captain Comet, and a new chapter in Bob Rosakis's fantasy history of AA Comics, with rarely seen X-Men cover by Dave Cockrum. This book is edited by Michael Urey. Coming out on Wednesday, July 23rd, we've got Rough Stuff number 9 for $6.95. This is another fascinating journey into the creative minds and processes of comics artists with interviews, articles, and never-before-seen pencil pages, sketches, layouts, and roughs, and unused ink pages from throughout comics history, plus critiques of newcomers' work and more. This issue features an amazing four interviews with Rob Haynes, interviewed by fellow professional artist Tim Townsend, Joe Jusco, Mel Ruby, and Scott Williams, how their work evolves from concept and rough into finished form. Plus, editor and pro artist Bob McLeod presents an article examining inkers. Who needs them? Rudy Vasquez goes under the scrutiny of rough stuff critique of his work and more. New painted cover by Joe Jusco. Coming out Wednesday, July 30th, we've got draw number 16 for $6.95. Draw 16 features an in-depth interview and coverage of the creative process of Howard Chaikin from the early 1970s at DC, Star Wars, and Heavy Metal to American Flag and now Wolverine. We catch up with one of comics' most innovative artist storytellers. Also, we go behind the drawing board and animation desk with Jay Stevens from Jet Cat to Tuttenstein to his new cartoon network show, Secret Saturdays. Then there's more comic art boot camp, this time focusing on how to use reference and working from photos by Brett Blevins and Mike Manley, plus reviews, resources, and new Chicken cover and more. Finally, scheduled to come out in July, also on July 30th, we've got Modern Masters Volume 18, John Romita Jr. for $14.95. This is a 128-page trade paperback by our editor Eric Nolan-Wethington, along with George Corey. 
Over the past 30 years, no other artist has had a more profound impact on the entire Marvel Comics franchise than John Romita Jr. From teenage prodigy to full-blown superstar illustrator, his impeccable storytelling and hardcore professionalism have made him a fan favorite. His gritty visuals and powerful tenacity for illustrating action have graced the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, Uncanny X-Men, Daredevil, and most of the company's other top-tier books over the course of his career. Like his father before him, nothing can stop this modern master from striving for the artistic perfection that makes the name Ramita one of true royalty in the comics industry. This new book presents career-spanning interview and discussion of J.R. Jr.'s creative process, complete with both rare and unseen art, including an enormous gallery of commissioned work by one of the modern masters of comics. That, folks, is a full slate of books from tomorrow's this month. I hope you're saving your pennies. And you can save pennies by coming, what a segue, you can save your pennies by coming by the Tomorrow's website at tomorrows.com and saving 15% on all of those books mentioned and more. We always have deals going on at Tomorrow. Just check the blog. We had a couple great ones in uh, June. And I'm sure John has got more planned for July and throughout the summer months. So for right now, let's get to the interview I did with Eric on his Mike Plug Modern Masters book. Like I said, that book is due out in September, and I'll catch you on the flip. All right, Eric, let's start a little bit with your background and how you came to be at Tomorrow's Publishing. Okay, well, um, I've been doing audio-video work for a hotel, uh, the night manager there, the audio-video department, for about five years. I was getting kind of fed up with it, and uh, one day I walked into my local comic shop, the shop that I worked at uh, when I was in college, and there was a sign there uh, saying that uh, Tomorrow's was looking for a part-time assistant. Now, I had been reading the, the uh, comic book artist magazine in Alter Ego, so I said, hey, that sounds like it could be uh, something to, to switch around to. Uh, I had, had no experience in publishing per se, but I you know, majored in mass communications when I was in college, so I'd taken classes that were you know, mostly focused on video and audio, but it worked in that area, too, a little bit. But so, um, And I knew comics, so I went over to an interview with John, and uh, you know, he asked me uh, just about what, what kind of background I had. And I, you know, since I didn't have a lot of background in that area, you know, I brought up the fact that I'd had lunch with Frank Miller before at the you know, as part of the comic shop and things like that, so I, that I was comfortable working around those kind of guys and that I knew comics well enough. And I, could, and I, was, I had been in computer engineering for a while, so I knew computers and I could learn, pick up stuff uh, pretty quickly. So um, that was enough to get me the job and... I uh, did that for a couple of years, and um, I noticed that, you know, tomorrow's focus is mostly on the past. You know, the, we had CBA, which was covering the 70s and 80s, and a little bit of, of the modern stuff, but mostly the 70s and 80s, and, you know, Kirby Collector, of course, covered Kirby's life, which ended at a certain point, and Alter Ego covered the Golden Age and Silver Age and into the 70s somewhat. But we didn't really cover uh, much of what was going on currently, so... Um, we talked about some ideas, and I pitched John the modern idea for doing the Modern Masters books, which would be um, focusing on artists that are still doing relevant work today, and uh, so that way we could talk about that. And part of my, part of my reasoning was was that to fill the fill the gap of what something we weren't doing, so I wouldn't be stepping on anybody else's toes. And uh, doing it in a book format allowed me to have time to to 
do it because I was doing it in my spare time. I was working for tomorrow's full time, you know, 40 hours a week. Then I was working part time at a newspaper doing page layout, which I still do. And so I didn't have a whole lot of extra time because you know I've got family and I got a kid. I had a kid, one kid at that point. I've got two now, but um, so that's kind of how it all started up. And uh, I was just doing one or two a year, you know, slowly you know, taking my time with them when I had when I had time and working on them. And now I'm doing them full time. Let's talk a little bit about your new Modern Masters series, and that is on Mike Plug and. Mike, for those people that don't know, started out at, well, he started at many places, but Marvel, he really took off with his stint on the horror comics over at Marvel. And he worked on Ghost Rider, didn't he? Uh, he was there at the beginning, yes. Uh, that and Frankenstein's Monster and all kinds of horror, horror books for uh, uh, Marvel. He worked on the Planet of the Apes book for a while, too. Uh, that was actually probably one of his longer runs was on Planet of the Apes. But yeah, he, but you know, he was a well-established artist well before then. I mean, he started out with Will Eisner and working on PS Magazine. He's worked in uh, in film, and he still does a lot of that too, doing storyboards. He's done storyboards for films like you know, Little Shop of Horrors, uh, Witches, uh, the Ronald Dahl, is the adaptation of that, um, and uh, Blanking on Some Others. But he's he's worked on several movies, uh, The Thing, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, so he's he, he's done work in a lot of different fields and uh then of course there's the creator own abatazad with jam Dematis, um which uh you know and now he's worked on the spirit again so uh, so it's kind of a he's got a, he's got a very interesting career to be to be a, a subject of modern masters you have to have well-established career in comics because that's the main audience that i'm shooting the books for but you know he's he's sought after in all all sorts of fields so you know um it's the whole body of work that really, you know, that really attracted me. I like guys who can work in different fields and, and succeed in different fields. Um, that just makes them just makes for more interesting artists. I mean, nothing against guys who work, don't work so many comics because there's some great ones out there, and I've covered some of them too. Um, but I, I really like showing stuff that people would, wouldn't necessarily see that are just in the comics, you know. Um, so you know, we'll get, little, we'll get a little bit of that in the book. So that people can see, oh wow, he did this too, and you know, just give it. He gives you the a complete, give you the complete artist. You know, that's what I, what I shoot for. It's a lot. Of, a lot of it's just kind of luck. It's like who I meet at a certain time, um, or who's. I don't, I don't necessarily go with who's hot because you know that can change on on dime. But just most most of the guys. I mean, I'm not going to do a book on somebody that I don't really like because I don't think I can do a good book on someone I don't really care for. So that kind of that that gives it, that narrows it down a little bit, but you know you have to look at a lot of different factors. I mean, are they well respected in the field? Uh, do other artists like them? Um, that's a good indication that they deserve a book. Um, have they had? Uh, they have a lot of fan support. I mean, so that now some of the artists I, I I've done don't necessarily have huge fan, uh, fans, uh, huge huge fan following, but. They have a certain dedicated fan following, certainly. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects that go into it. Uh, and basically, you know, I, I look at people, yeah, I'm not going to do someone who hasn't been in the field more than two years. Uh, you know, prefer, I, I like to have guys that have been in the, in the business for at least 10 years, because that way they have a, a larger body of work to, to draw upon. And, and they, they, it's not just a one-shot winner kind of thing. You, you know, they've got an established body of work, 
and they can do the job and, and that kind of that's kind of and I have some other little criteria that I won't go into, but uh, that's kind of the basics. Now, when you have an idea to do a book, do you go out and seek out that artist or writer or creator, or do you just go ahead and want to do your book because you like their their body of work? Well, I, w- I won't do a book about someone without asking them first, because uh, yeah, you know, the the whole core of the of the book is the interview. Um, so, what basically, like with Mike, for instance. Um, uh, I met him in San Diego last year. I said, hey, you want to do a book? And uh, I showed him some samples of the books I'd done before, and he looked through them and said, hey, that looks pretty good. So, yeah, let's do it. And that was pretty much it. I mean, some guys, it's as simple as that. You know, just, uh, I mean, a lot of the guys that I've done are familiar with the books, some aren't. Um, so, you know, I'll send them samples of the books to let them know. And you know, most of them have at least, if they don't know the, the books per se, they know tomorrow's. And you know, that's, a, that's a big help. Because we, we we've established a, a pretty good reputation for ourselves over the years, um, so that's always a, that was always a, a good foothold in uh, some doors. I mean, and I have been turned down before by guys. I mean, maybe sometimes it's because they're just you know they don't want to do an interview or uh, they've got books from somebody else. They, they don't want to you know they don't want to they can't do a competitive book at that time or whatever. But um, so it's a so it's a pro, you know it's, a, it's an ongoing process kind of thing. And you know every three or four months I have to ask. Yeah, I got to come up with two or three more guys to ask. So. Can you let us in a little bit of what's to come, and that is on your schedule? Uh, well, let's see. I've got I've got things planned up through the end of next year. So I generally I work a year and a half, two years in advance. Um, that gives the artist plenty of time to have time to uh, come up with a cover, and there's because you know, a lot of those guys have busy schedules. You got to give them plenty of time, and, and you really have to work pretty far ahead just for the bookstore catalogs, where um, you have cover art and time and everything, and, and uh, you know, that gives you time to get to know the guy a little bit. I like, I like to, you know, have a couple conversations at least before I start doing interviews with someone, just kind of get that feeling out process, and so they're, they're you're a little comfortable with them, and, you know, they'll be comfortable with you. Now, so many books in the works, does it hard to keep track of? Uh, what artist is done what kind of work? Because I imagine they all cross over into one another eventually. Uh, sometimes, yeah, it, it can get a little. <laughs> okay, I have a I have a whiteboard that I keep track of things with. You know, I write down what what books coming up, schedule what the what month they're. I'm, I've got them assigned to, and you know when things are due for that that uh, aspect of it. And, and I don't do all the books myself either. I, I have some guys. A lot of the books I'll have. I work with other other people who would do the interviews for me. That. And that's really the, the longest part of the process is um, researching for the interviews. Uh, I try to find as much material as I can, uh, read as much of their work as I can, read as much of the interviews uh, that, can, that I can. Um, and I really, I, you know, that, finding other interviews is great, just um, just so you don't go over the same ground as, as little as possible. You know, I like to come up with questions that haven't been asked before or uh, or. Maybe I'll find a question that they were asked, but I really want to. I really have a, a an idea of a follow up question I want to that they didn't ask. You know, that I that they go on a different track that I that I would go on. And so I you know do a lot of research, and the guys I work with um, they do a lot of research as well. So um, that's that's the criteria of the guys I work with. They, you have to be able to sit down and do the research, and, and that'll take me two or three months just before I even start the interviews. So another book that's kind of like your Modern Master series is your book you're doing with with Nick Carty. 
But that's more of an art book, and there wasn't really much of an interview in that, or was there? We talked through, basically what happened is, how that works is uh, Nick sent me a big pile of art, really big pile of art, and I went through and uh, organized it how I wanted on the on the layout and kind of grouped it by set by uh, genre. So we start out with the, the portraits and go on to uh, advertising work and go into comics and then uh, movie posters and paintings. Kind of more or less chronolog- chronological, but not quite. It kind of jumps around a little bit. Um, but uh, and then we just talked to her on the phone, like uh, he'll. I'll, say, I'll ask him something about the art, and he'll give me a little anecdote. Uh, so it's, there's a mixture of anecdotes, and then there's a mixture of what he likes about the art, what he thinks works in the art, a couple of instances of what he doesn't like about the art. You know, uh, he because you know, there's a lot of things he does. He'll tell you this: uh, if, if out of a hundred covers, you know, he 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 likes ten of them. You know, but but there but some of the others he'll like parts of them. He like he might like a face here or the way the way the figure is formed here or, or, or whatever. but um, So we kind of go into that in, with, the, with the book. Let's talk a little bit more about the upcoming schedule that you have coming up with Modern Masters. What else can we expect after Mike Plug? Okay, uh, well, after Mike Plug, we've got Kyle Baker. And um, after that, we've got uh, Chris Sprouse and Mark Buckingham. And um, I think I can go ahead and announce uh, Darwin Cook for next summer. Three or four others that are just about pinned down, but uh, not, not quite ready to talk, mention those yet. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm working pretty far in advance, and uh, I've got next all oh, next year pretty much lined up. It's just a matter of getting the contracts in and that kind of thing. Now you just got back from a visit to Heroes Con a few weeks ago. What can you tell us about that? Well, yeah, we I've been going to Heroes Con for tomorrow since I started working there in 2000. Uh, and that's always been a really good show. It's, it's a fun show because it's really artist centric. It really focuses on comics. There's not a there's no movie extravaganza tie-ins or anything. There's no celebrities there. You might find Lou Ferrigno every now and then or, or one of the uh, somebody like that. But that's that's a rare thing. That's not that doesn't happen every year either. So it's it's really about the comic artists. I mean, if you look at the layout, um, probably forty percent of the floor is dedicated to Artist Alley and the independent publishers and that kind of thing. You know, all the artists that are there. So it, it's really, and it's a, fam, it's a family-friendly show, too. It's, I mean, they really encourage kids to come there, and you see a lot of kids there, which is good, too. I mean, that's very heartening in this day and age, especially. But, uh, um, you, know, you know, you get a lot of people there who are interested in the older artists, too. So that's a really good for, show for tomorrow's in general, just because you get a good mix of older artists and, and the new artists and uh, people there who are really excited about the artwork. And uh, so that's the ideal show for me. And like I said, I've been going there for uh, eight years now. And it's, this, this year was another good, show, good another good year. And then as far as upcoming shows, are you going to be going to San Diego? Yeah, I'll be going to San Diego again. I, this will be like, I guess, fifth or sixth year in a row? I guess sixth year in a row. Uh, but this year, um, something new, we're doing a Modern Masters Live panel. Uh, and that's Thursday at 1 o'clock. I believe it's room 5 A and B. Thursday at one o'clock, and I've got uh, Frank Cho, Michael Golden, and Mark Schultz on the panel. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're looking forward to that. I, I've done panels before, but not in San Diego. So, well, I've, well, except for the tomorrow's panel, I do the tomorrow's panel every year. But uh, this will be my first uh, panel of this of this type. So, 
really looking forward to that. And before we go tonight, anything else you want to tell us about your upcoming Modern Masters Mike Plug book? Um, well, let's see. There will be a color section of the Mike Plug book. Uh, he's got some really nice paintings that he does. Um, one of them is used for the covers. Uh, really, nice, really creepy looking kind of painting here. Um, other than that, it'll be pretty much the standard what you're used to for Modern Masters. It'll be a, a very in-depth um, interview done by Roger Ash, uh, who also did I work with on the Walt Simonson book, and um, uh, lots of great art. You know, uh, he's, he's a, I just love the style. It's you know, it's cartoony, but it's, oh, he can do horror and make it cartoony, and it still works. And it's, it's just a nice blending of, of two different genres that um, that I really enjoy, and I, I think a lot of people do. So, and then after that, uh, Tom Baker is the more the more you know, he's 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 such a great conversationalist. So, so is Mike too. Mike's the interview with Mike is very funny. Uh, he's, he's got a good sense of humor, and so does Kyle, uh, obviously. He's one I was for his humor work. So um, the interviews for both, both of those should be, uh, should be very enjoyable. I want to thank Eric for joining me this month. We did have a little bit of technical difficulty, but it seemed to be coming through okay. I made up for it. Uh, check me out in a few weeks when I do a preliminary look at what's going on at the San Diego convention coming up and I'll have little mini interviews here and there strewn about and a lot more information on our upcoming July products and our also our products in August. So until then if you want more information on Tomorrow's Publishing, hey check out our website at tomorrows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the blog through your favorite RSS reader and be sure to subscribe to this podcast through iTunes or any other methods. And for more on trade paperbacks and collected editions, come by my podcast over at CollectedComicsLibrary.com. For questions or comments, you can reach me, Chris Marshall, at CollectedComicsLibrary.com. And until I talk to you in a few weeks, take care, everybody.